This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. everybody, my name's Ron Ecstasy and this is Blue Men Group. Per usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Devin Welsh and John Beedrin. Hello. 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 Look at this. The studio is buzzing. There's birds flying around. The uh... mm-hmm. Oh, those aren't birds. Those are cicadas. Oh, okay. That's what the Bru- buzzing is also coming from. <laughs> yeah, that is the buzz. Uh, I'm buzzed. You're buzzed. The cicadas are buzzing. Brudex, it's here. It's causing pandemonium across uh, this country's trees, this country being the United States of America. Uh, unsure if... I didn't even think about this. Do you think like the cicadas are happening in Europe? Or is Bob, it just I don't know. An they American might be on a different thing. cycle. But they must yeah. have cicadas, right? They but must. Right. Brood X, I don't want them to go. I'm already feeling I sad. I know, I'm attached to them. I know. And then they just slip out of their little cocoon thingy and fly away. But that's fine. Um, we, got a, we got a huge, huge news week. It's just incredible how much news came in this week. <laughs> uh, if you can imagine a, uh, a, like a mailbox, there's stuff overflowing from the mailbox. If you can picture uh-huh. uh, like a garbage can at a festival or something when there's you know, people are just carefully putting a, a cup on top so as to not topple it over. It's because one of those weeks. The implication is if it topples and you did it, you have to pick it back up. Yes, you have to pick mm-hmm. it all up. But let's get right into it. I hope uh, Devin and John are doing well in in spite of all this incredible news. Uh, oh, no, not in spite of, but because of it. I think, uh, you know, I, I love doing this show because, you know, it's just a, a glimpse into the world and how the world works. It never stops, you know, crazy things never, never stop. It's, that's true. Absolutely. That's true. I feel like every week I get stronger the more I pay attention to the right stories and the right kind of news. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, we, we are, we are uh, helping articulate the uh, cool parts of your brain with this show, and uh, we, we will continue to do so. But let's jump in and anchor ourselves in history with my favorite segment, This Week this, in this History. June 15th, 1215. In Runnymede, England, King John signs the Magna Carta, or Great Charter, granting liberties to his barons. The document shapes concepts of democracy and constitutional law around the world for centuries to come. What? Damn. That's so long ago. Yeah. 1215? I thought they were talking about, like, like noon, like right after noon time. Yeah, yeah. December 15th. Um, so 1215, yeah, you really have to wind back the clock. And um, <laughs> yeah. King John, he doesn't the even have an dial. interesting name. It's like just King John. Well, back King then, John. that was an interesting name because yeah. he was the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. John was this like incredibly novel name. Who's this John guy? <laughs> yeah, wow, what an exotic character. This John guy is really a hot figure in the scene. But he doesn't have any any like not King John the Nineteenth or anything like that. Yeah, he's, he's just, just the original John. John, he's the first Johnny. one. Johnny. His Wikipedia says just John was his birth name. J O H N. Born on twenty fourth of December, eleven sixty six. Um, his wow. nickname John. Christmas Eve was John Lackland. What? Because mm. okay. he lacked land, I guess. Yeah, right. But he they did had to have make him king. The Magna Carta, it seems. Well, later. What well, is later, the Magna yeah, Carta? Yeah. I don't know really. Yeah, can you break this down for me? Because in my head, Magna Carta means like big check in Latin or something. <laughs> John, I'm yeah. glad you asked. John, um, Magna Carta is like the uh, Constitution of Constitutions, is it not? It's like the OG original, uh, hey, here's how you do it, uh, Constitution. But as Dev kind of pointed out earlier... Uh, doesn't seem very democratic yeah it seems like it's more of a contract between just the the original john and maybe a dozen <laughs> other people his boys 
John and his <laughs> boys. It was like a contract. Yeah, so I'm going to look it up here. Um, Magna Carta, commonly called Magna Carta, uh, is a royal charter of rights agreed to by King John of England uh, on uh, the 15th of June, 1215, as we know. First drafted by Archbishop of Canterbury, Stephen Langton, to make peace between the unpopular king and a group of rebel barons. It promised the protection of church rights, protection for the barons from illegal imprisonment, access to swift justice, and limitations on feudal payments to the crown to be implemented through a council of 25 barons. Neither side stood behind their commitments, and the charter was annulled (laughs) by by Pope Innocent III, leading to the First Barons' War. Pope so, Innocent, hell so it's yeah! The first, yeah, the first attempt at uh, sort of creating a set of rules for the game between, right, uh, between the king and the barons, the people all, that were just right. less powerful than him. All the marble grabbers of England, mm. or whatever, all right? The people who had like skin in the game. I like and, the swift justice term because to me that can only mean one thing, which is uh, immediate beheadings. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Swift. I demand swift justice. Yeah, fuck. justice I, is a sword. And yeah, I love, I love this idea of Pope Innocent though. That that's cool. That's new to me. When Just you have like, to name yourself Pope Innocent, I it's know, like kind of like Pope up. not guilty of all Brill- charges. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant marketing. I mean, yeah, it's like they're like trying to decide who should be Pope next. Like they're electing it, you know, with like the chimney and everything. And it's like, what about Pope Innocent? It's like, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> it's like Pope Innocent. Can, you're you're up. He's like, I swear, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, yeah, no, no, no. You're good. Yeah, you're, we, good. you're not on you trial. You're not yeah. on trial. Like we haven't even thought of that yet. Yeah, habeas corpus is not. Uh, wait, I'm getting word that that is in the uh, Magna Carta. Never mind, Pope Innocent. Um, yeah. It, okay. So John, King of England, John Lackland, I like to call him because he was son, not Edward expected. He, had, he, was, he also gave birth to the first Edward. Oh my God. This yeah, is. Yeah. There's all these. Yeah. All these firsts going on around this time. Uh, how, very, how old did this guy live? Like, uh, let's see, twelve, sixteen. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna do some mental math here. Uh, okay. Carry the one minus eleven sixty six equals fifty. He was fifty. Okay. Oh my God! He was an old man. His bones must have been so creaky, and and his like his his stink must have been absolutely insane. He was like five yeah. years away from getting social security or something. <laughs> yeah, he put yeah, that no, in yeah, there. He's, he's probably he probably takes a bath like once a month and lives <laughs> in a kind of busted down like uh, windy castle right. where he's cold all the time. Right. Oh God. Eating greasy like chicken legs, or yeah. he's constantly bathing in like tepid water. Oh. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. Sle- yeah, sleeping on hay and like just itchy all the time. Like, and he has it like better than everyone else in the kingdom. Yeah, exactly. And then the barons are suddenly like lighting a fire under his ass, and he's like, <laughs> "It's like, come on, man! Like, I, I, I'm bathing in tepid water as it is." Yeah. So is it not? Let's fast forward like tons of years, like 800 years or something like that. I don't even I can't even figure out when something's happening in 1215, like when that it's just made up to me. So like uh, it it, it exi- <laughs> the Magna Carta still exists. And I believe Ross Perot, perennial, uh, not perennial, but he ran for uh, uh, president in 1992, I believe. Uh, I th- believe he owned it. I mean, he's he's now dead, but uh, or at least um, a copy of it, yeah. Yeah, I think there are a few copies. So it seems as though uh, a twelve ninety seven copy of Magna Carta was owned or is owned by the Australian government. Um, it says here that uh, the the Perot Foundation bought a copy in nineteen eighty four. Um, and then he sold it again to a businessman named David Rubenstein for $21.3 million. He flipped it. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Flipping the Magna Carta. That's <laughs> such a beautiful thing. Yeah. That Making is sweet. millions. Yeah. Just turning it around. Uh, but yeah, clearly an important document. Uh, we all um, recited by cherish. heart uh, yeah. today. And it Res- is um, much respect the foundation of our freedom. For signing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. For having the guts to to make that <laughs> pact, you know, to yeah. to surrender your brutal authority, yeah, um, good for you. It's beautiful. Well, thank you very much, King John, and uh, may you rest in peace.
All right, let's jump into the middle part, the nice, beautiful uh, sandwich part, like this interior of a sandwich. Um, in my favorite segment, <laughs> what's in the news? All right, we have a lot of news, and there's papers all over our desks, but I'm turning my uh, periscope over to our fishing <laughs> desk. Metaphors. I know. I'm like lost in a lost Sandwiches in a sea of, and periscope. Yeah, lost in a sea of metaphors. Uh, I'm, but, I'm looking towards our fishing correspondent. Yeah, that's Devin. me. I'm Devin, you're at the, the fish fishing desk. desk. Yeah, um, it's... What's uh, Pinch your nose. It's a little stinky over here, but um, you know the food needs to be uh, brought to the table. So, uh, by the way, I'm Devin's a- wearing a, a yellow uh, raincoat hat, one of those, and a yellow yes. raincoat and yellow raincoat pants and mm-hmm. uh, rubber big boots, boots. Yeah. for yeah. visibility's yeah. sake. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. Um, okay. So the headline: Cape Cod diver left with a whale of a tail after a humpback spat him out. Oh, my God. So a Cape Cod lobster diver is safe Friday following a fluke encounter with a humpback whale that nearly made him the Leviathan's lunch. Oh, that was good. I like that. Is fluke a pun, too? I was thinking that. Yeah, Yeah, fluke is a fish. That seems a fish, yeah. They're trying to just cram as many as possible. (laughs) Just like I was. Packed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Packed. Michael Packard. Yes. Was diving off the coast of Provincetown, Massachusetts Friday when the capital... Cetacean caught him unawares. Damn, who mm. wrote this? Melville? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, says Michael Packard, I got down to about 45 feet of water, and all of a sudden, I just felt this huge bump, and everything went dark. Packard oh. told CNN affiliate WBZ, and I could sense that I was moving, and I was like, oh my God, did I just get bit by a shark? Mm. Then I felt around, and I realized there was no teeth, and I had felt really no great pain, Packard said. And then I realized, oh, my God, I'm in a whale's mouth. I'm in a whale's mouth, and he's trying to swallow me. <laughs> oh, my God. That's um, so Absolutely cool. insane. Packard, an experienced diver, told WBZ that he still had his breathing apparatus on in the whale's mouth. One of the things that went through my mind was just, oh, my God, what if he does swallow me? And here I am. I'm breathing air, and I'm going to breathe in this whale's mouth until my air runs out, he said. I <laughs> oh. like that his, like... They're like getting quotes from him, like of his mind at the time. And it's yeah, just like, yeah. oh my God, I'm being eaten by a whale. Oh my yeah. God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to be in here until my air runs out. Oh my God, I'm in the stomach. <laughs> I thought to myself, okay, this is it. I'm going to die. And I thought about my kids and my wife, he said. There was no getting out of there. <laughs> well, there's one way to get out. <laughs> uh, that's true. Yeah, you go through the digestive system and yeah. go yeah. out the anus of the whale. And you which... probably live through that. Because there's right, cause uh, it's huge. If you have yeah. enough air, and if it passes you quickly enough, but that's you could not... just walk out of its butt. <laughs> it's actually yeah, quite, that's true. Quite yeah. easy. It's not really that dangerous. You just leave. <laughs> so let's find out if that's what he did. After what Packard <laughs> estimated to be about thirty seconds in the mammal's mandibles, <laughs> he said the whale surfaced quickly and spit him out. All of a sudden, he went up to the surface and just erupted and started shaking his head. Packard nope, said, "Nope." I just got thrown in the air and landed in the water, and I was free, and I just floated there. I couldn't believe it, he added. I couldn't believe I got out of that, and I'm here to tell it. Wow. Packard was pulled out of the water by a crewmate, rushed ashore, and taken to a nearby hospital. In the end, Packard said he was all bruised up but whole. So he did make it out. Uh, The whale spit him out. He must have got walloped by that tongue. Yeah, probably. Yeah, getting thrashed around by a tongue. Yeah. Um, All I can imagine is like standing on the tongue and like your hand, your arms are like up, <laughs> kind of like pushing up against the top of its mouth, the roof of its mouth. And you're just like, ah, I don't want to be like swallowed crushed. up. Yeah. And there's like krill or something in there. Well, you know, it doesn't say this in here, but he must have like hung on to that little dangly thing in the back of the mouth. Ah, yes. Yeah. And just like <laughs> swinging from it like a chandelier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and the whale is probably experiencing this thing suddenly like jumping around in the mouth right something that it didn't mean to eat and it's like okay i gotta get he's rid got, of this he's got this sensation of like a popcorn kernel thing like on the back <laughs> of the throat and he's like oh, yeah yeah oh my god Okay, so the article goes on. Biologist uh, Juke Robbins, the director of Humpback Whale Studies at Provincetown Center for Coastal Studies, hmm. said the unusual encounter was most likely an accident. Uh, we don't really see humpback whales doing anything like this normally, Robbins told CNN. I think it was a surprise to all involved, I guess, including the whale. Yeah, cut to Robbins, yeah. six months from now when it's like, okay, there is definitely a trend of whales swallowing people. <laughs> yeah. I guess it wasn't an accident. <laughs> the yeah, ninth yeah. guy who gets <laughs> swallowed. We're going to keep an eye on this because, yeah, if this does turn into a trend, then I think we have a very interesting new phenomenon to yes. discuss. Yes. Uh, Robin said that humpbacks often engage in so-called lung, lunge feeding, in which a fast-moving whale tries to gather a large volume of food in its mouth quickly. Mm -hmm. When they do that, they don't necessarily see everything, she said. Uh, she I also have that problem. <laughs> I know, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, the, the whale just kind of stuffs food in its mouth. It's kind of like a Homer Simpson-esque yeah, exactly. uh, yeah. style of eating. <laughs> She added that Packard was unlikely to have been swallowed as despite their massive mouths, their throats aren't large enough for a person to fit through. Charles Mayo, also a marine biologist at the Center for Coastal Studies, agreed. It's a little like sitting down to a really nice meal and into your mouth flies a fly, he told CNN. Hmm. Oh, okay. Well, you can swallow a fly. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. I think Charles Mayo is probably like really deluded because he's really nervous about being swallowed by whales with a name like that. Yeah, Charles sure Mayo. The preference in the water there. Mr. Mayonnaise. Yeah. Mayo said his son Josiah is the captain on Packard's boat, responsible oh, for tracking really? the diver's movements by his air bubbles. Mayo told CNN he was there when his son brought Packard ashore, and emergency services immobilized him and brought him to the hospital. Mayo, like Robbins, could not recall a similar situation in which a diver ended up in a humpback's mouth. I can think of uh, one. Are they doubting him now? It seems like they're kind of like, it, this didn't happen. <laughs> there, this is is one, like, yes. there is one recorded story of somebody being swallowed by a whale that I can yes. think of in my a mind. Tale, a tale older than the Magna Carta, in fact. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Much older. <laughs> It'd be funny if this guy like went on to like become like a you know religious prophet or whatever. He's like, well... You know, this doesn't happen often. I might as well, like, take advantage of it. Yeah, when it does happen, it's probably uh, something God did. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, Packard was in real danger, Mayo said, if not for the whale's gullet, then from the air pressure in his own lungs as the whale surfaced to spit him out. Mm -hmm. If you come up to atmospheric pressure and you've held your breath, you could develop an embolism, Mayo oh, said. God. He must have kept his cool, Mayo said. To get out of a situation like that, you have to be a top pro. <laughs> A top or it just, being swallowed by a whale. It, or it just did not happen. That's uh, the other <laughs> Sounds the like other he was pro-am, pro-amateur, because I don't think he, if he hadn't done it before, he could. He still has to be technically an amateur. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, how, yeah. Uh, and to finish the article, Mayo says of Packard, the reason he's still around is because he's smart. He's a smart guy. He's a tough guy. And he's a lucky guy. <laughs> wow, he's got it all. <laughs> yeah, that's that's absolutely incredible. I would have liked to have seen him like dive with one of those uh, completely massive oversized toothbrushes and like gone in there and kind of like... Uh, worked some, yeah. I don't even know if whales have teeth, but whatever. Uh, yeah, if he, he tried, said that he, he didn't feel teeth, but they must have teeth. Right? That's true. Uh, or he could brush the tongue. Yeah, that's um, that's all. It very needs. important part of yep. uh, oral hygiene. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but he should try to develop a relationship with this whale. Try to like hunt it down and yeah, just hang out with it. My octopus oh, teacher okay. style. Uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, thought you were gonna go in a kind of Ahab direction, but I'm glad you're. Oh no no no! Yeah, it would be it would be an octopus teacher style relationship, yeah. um, although maybe not as um, erotic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, that's a, that's a very important story. Um, watch out when you're Swimming, you know in the ocean. For yeah yeah it's yeah it's uh, it can be a dangerous place. We just have to be aware of the lunging aspects of these humpback whales. And I don't know, I generally stay away from uh, ocean swimming because of the whale situation. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to be confused for krill or plankton. Or a which, seal. Or seal. 
which this this uh, whale, unnamed whale, by the way, no name to this whale. No uh, source, yeah. No source. <laughs> no one interviewed we, this whale for a follow-up. We've yet to identify it, and uh, apparently they don't have a dental record. So it's going to be difficult to find out who this whale is to kind of ask what it want, it was doing right. if it thought that it was a seal or whatever, you know? So um, Maybe he was trying to save him. Maybe the whale was like, what is this guy doing down here? He's an idiot. Yeah, Get yeah, yeah. He's surface. drowning. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna like put him in my mouth, and I'm gonna bring him up to the surface where he yeah. belongs. Yeah, but first I'm gonna take him for a little ride. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and take him, like <laughs> swims like 90 feet below the sea. Comes back up, spits him out. Yeah, yeah. So this is interesting, and this is you know, as we said, this is something we're gonna have to keep an eye on to see if this keeps happening uh, yeah. over the summer. I actually love that the 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 way to see this as uh, the the whale kind of playing with this guy, um, Me too. rather than as a mistake, as a, oh I ate the wrong thing. Yeah. Um. I th- I think they underestimate the degree to which fun and games can be had by all, even under the ocean. That's so Absolutely. nice. Absolutely, that, that's I great. agree. Yeah, I love that. That is good. But and, uh, uh, yeah, let's one more time. I I do love this quote from Mayo mm-hmm. of Packard. He's a smart guy. He's a tough guy, and he's a lucky guy. That's right. Certainly does sound lucky to be playing around with a giant whale. Yeah, Michael Packard, I take my rain hat off to you, and uh, my hat I'm, full of uh, tackles and bait. Yeah, with all and the I'm, little hooks through the brim. And I'm throwing like little pieces of fish at your head too, <laughs> and they're just, just bouncing off his forehead. So thank you very much, Michael and Devin. Thank you so much for uh, that report from our fishing desk. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm over here sitting at the uh, culture desk and I've just been inundated with culture uh, over the past week since we last recorded. And listen to this. I cannot Ron's believe this. Now. I'm wearing He's glasses. wearing glasses and a turtleneck. Turtleneck. I He's have a <laughs> a deg- my degree framed behind me. Yep. I have. Uh, He's listening to uh, yeah avant-garde jazz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And. I've got some culture for all of us. Headline here, petition urging Jeff Bezos to buy and eat the Mona Lisa gains steam. So we all know what a petition is. It's something that you uh, sign to to show to somebody else. And like if you have enough. Carta, exactly. Petition. Thank you, John. It's like uh, it's it's very similar to the Magna Carta. And we also know Jeff Bezos is the guy who owns uh, all of us um, mm-hmm. and the economy um, yep. and people are wanting him to eat the Mona Lisa. So uh, it's what? gotten uh, yeah, hundreds of signatures. I think that must have changed by now. It's, it's oh, it got, has thousands. Yeah, Let's thousands. Get on Let's get a count. What are we at? We're at 5,801. I encourage you to sign it. Um, I at, actually signed it uh, while we were preparing this episode. Very nice. And and it, yeah, at the uh, time of publication, it was only at a few hundred. But that, that's got to tell you something. If it's got only a few hundred and it's making these news rounds, they know it's something's up. So um, <laughs> we, we the article here says, uh, nobody has eaten the Mona Lisa and we feel Jeff Bezos needs to take a stand and make this happen. The joke petition that went up a year ago on change.org and gained okay. hundreds of signers Thursday reads. It's a little editorializing. We don't know, know. if it's a joke. Yeah, uh, yeah. G- Gobble Delisa, one signer wrote, while another <laughs> joked, I feel Again. like this is something society needs. Jeff, we need you to make this sacrifice for society. I also don't understand I, this as a sacrifice. To me, this seems like if you could eat the Mona Lisa, you've like you've won or something. <laughs> well, I like it as a kind of like a way to advance like the contradictions, you know, like like he, he doing this would be very beneficial to all of us, um, I think. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I don't see I don't see why not. Um so as you may or may not know, the Mona Lisa uh, is owned by the French government and is on permanent display at the Louvre Museum in Paris. Um I've seen that live. It's a lot smaller than you think. I saw mm-hmm. people crying in front of it and now, uh What the hell I, is the Mona Lisa? Is this a painting? Is this what we're talking? About? Yeah, this is this is a painting. It's uh always looking at you no matter where you stand. Uh her eyes are very much uh obsessed with you yeah it's like an optical illusion trick the viewer you said that it's a small painting it is yeah so do you think that this story sort of echoes our last story where a small person is going to be swallowed by a larger person 
It is. Yes. That is yes. good, John. That's yes. very, uh, very good. Um, so uh, Bezos, Jeff Bezos, one of the richest men in the world, became the first man to top $200 billion in hoarding money this year. Seems to have no immediate plans to ingest art, but is planning to go to space, probably because he's scared shitless of eating an old timey painting. He wants to get away, just send himself into the orbit so he doesn't have to ingest uh, probably, I don't know when when that was painted, but it, there's probably some bad uh, chemicals inside it of it. Yeah, it would definitely be poisonous to you, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that he could probably find somebody that would be able to transform it on a molecular level into something edible, you know, to like cleanse True. it of its you mean toxicity. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think like so. Like if someone could cook it. If you yeah. Just cook up, <laughs> cook up the Mona Lisa. Listen, I've got a recipe. I've got an incredible recipe for eating paintings. A little bit uh-huh. of garlic on top, mm-hmm. butter. You have to get the unsalted butter. Oh, listen, I'll... I'll butter I'll, is the key. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you later. Rich cream. Um, I mean, you want to follow like a Provence, like French-style recipe for it. Because it's... Or no, wait. I guess you would go Italian? Wait, is it French or Italian? Uh, it's Italian. It's Leonardo da Vinci, actually. Um, it's in the Louvre. Yeah, but the French government owns it. Um, over mm-hmm. the years, the idea of selling the Mona Lisa to dig France out of debt has popped mm-hmm. up occasionally, including French uh, tech CEO... Stéphane, Dis- it's, it looks like disgusting, but it's Distiguin, uh who said last year the government could sell it for 50 billion dollars, or sorry, 50 billion euros, which is 60 billion dollars, <laughs> to help the country through the pandemic. Who's going to buy it? Probably Jeff Bezos. Well, who has, <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, who has that money? Like, I wonder how much it would actually cost if Jeff Bezos offered to buy it explicitly with the intention of eating it like how much what's the price tag for france on that yeah. deal yeah true because it's like it's not the same as like selling it to also still be appreciated or whatever no it's like it's the total like the total degradation and like debasement of like call of kind of western civilization's culture yeah yeah in the favor of like money and so, his hunger yeah yeah but that's why i love that's why i feel this should be done because i think like such a thing would sort of deal the coup de grace to (laughs) you know like western civilization well (laughs) also like this like meme of the mona lisa is like the best painting which i'm sorry i think it's fine yeah i don't think it's that good more Uh, reason why he should eat it (laughs) yeah i'm tired of like every web museum's website having the mona lisa as like the, the big image you know behind the the, the welcome yeah. splash page and by the way you can just get a postcard of it and mm-hmm. like it's it, that easy yeah it'd be funny we'll have if bezos was, it'd be funny bezos was like i don't want to eat it because then no one can see it and he accidentally discovers like commons or like public ownership or like <laughs> and he's like wait why am i hoarding all this wait what and then yeah. He, yeah he immediately puts a revolver in his mouth he's like yeah it's like fair use he's like he's into fair use stuff now and like copied yeah. left from like he's, the 90s um he achieves yeah this kind of instant satori where he suddenly realizes like that that he is kind of like satan incarnate yeah exactly um but, but also uh this would 100 percent be the most expensive meal ever i think if he did well, buy it and eat it potentially but i did there is uh apparently uh uh what was cleopatra apparently ate um a, a pearl like oh, dropped yeah. a pearl mm. in vinegar and drank it mm. and that pearl was like when it was really expensive was enough to like buy an army like a whole wow. military for each but wouldn't it come out the other side and she yeah. could just sell it Whereas with the Mona Lisa, it would like decompose to yeah. some significant degree. It's going to be decomposed in the vinegar. And also you have mm. to like chop up the Mona Lisa in order to eat it. Cause you can't just like hold Slip the frame like and then just take chunks out of it. <laughs> yeah. You got to like, there has to be a, a method to this madness. And you, you know that one of those Lexmark document shredders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know that pasta. Bezos probably mm-hmm. has a chef, definitely has a chef, but then, you know, there's other chefs. He would probably have to get a team of, like, the best chefs or whatever. Well, yeah, and then, and they would have to do, like, new American-style like, cooking to it where there's, like, a foam. Fresh ingredients. Yeah. 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 Creme fraiche or whatever. Creme fraiche, yeah. yeah. It, it, there's a whole <laughs> thing going on here. And I don't know, like, would he share it? Would he Would he allow anyone else to have a bite no. or whatever? It's all him. No. Well, his all wife him. would have... 
I believe, like contractual like rights to half of it or something, right? No, not now. He's he's a free man now. Yeah. So. Is this what he's doing now? Is like he's becoming kind of like a mean guy, like Musk, so he can be like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's that's like another to be reason. Like to a do cool it. bachelor or something. Yeah, he could one up Musk by eating the Mona Lisa. Yeah, yeah, he needs would, to do yeah. something to differentiate himself because it's like the space race is now just between those two guys, and it's like, mm-hmm. all right, I get them confused. It's like, mm-hmm. oh wait, what? You're well, this guy, bald, you're that guy, yeah. Hair. And it's like, just somebody eat the fucking Mona Lisa so I know who you are, and then <laughs> let me watch it on uh, Amazon Prime or Twitch, one yeah, of their yeah. owned properties, and then I can. Uh, just watch this the most expensive man or i mean the richest man in the world uh eating uh art so um some some experts art experts don't think that it's worth uh the 50 billion euro 60 billion dollars um artnets.com uh, says it uh is overestimating that value but uh that's fair also because if you eat it you can't then charge people to see it yeah yeah, There's sort of yeah. like a you know like a, a tale of wealth that comes with it, where it's like okay, we can put it in a museum and like it attracts a bunch of like you know people who are trying to get into culture to right. go see mm-hmm. it. Yeah, if you eat it. That's kind of you know it ends right there. Yeah, yeah, um, it, yeah. So one of Da Vinci's uh, other paintings, the Salvatore uh, Mundi, uh, sold for four hundred fifty million dollars uh, recently, and uh, that's pretty pretty decent, but. It seems as though Bezos needs to do this just for the good of like society. If you're gonna like hoard all that money, you got to do something for us, uh, please. Yeah, no, this is very history making. Napoleonic would be for him to eat this. Like, I feel like it would it would just affect the the direction of of the winds of history. Yep. That's right. um, but okay, here's the buried lead here that I wanted to discuss briefly. Please. The article ends with the change.com petition had at least 448 signatures by early Friday morning. This story was covered by Fox News and a bunch of other outlets mm-hmm. um, at such an early stage of the petition. That's mm-hmm. true. <laughs> like, I know. What is going on here? Like, why yep. are they pushing this other than, like, is Fox News just trying to kind of amplify this or go it just seems really strange that they were so early on it i agree that's true. i i also think that that is kind of weird like they 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 were tipped off by this and it was also posted i guess like a year ago on reddit and then like mm-hmm. i guess no yeah kane powell started this petition one year ago mm-hmm. um and i guess it just simmered there with a few hundred signatures, but then it just got picked up as legitimate news in uh, a lot of these uh, sources. And now uh, it's up to, at, at the time of recording, it's at 5,826. So that's kind of a fun thing you can do. By the time you listen to this, you can look for the change.org petition titled, <laughs> We Want Jeff Bezos to Buy and Eat the Mona Lisa. Um, and you can... You can uh, you can do that. You can uh, sign it, uh, sign it for yourself. But let's get this going. Um, you know, this is how we can change the world together. That's right. Let's change the world together. All right, let's move along. We, uh, I'm, I'm hearing like all sorts of buzzing. I don't. Do you guys hear that? Is that my microphone or? You? No, that's the cicadas. Oh my God! It's we, yeah, John, sorry guys. It's a bit noisy over here at the cicada desk. John's uh, over at the cicada desk. We better get over there and uh, see what is buzzing with John. John, it, it used to be a lot quieter over at the cicada desk, but uh, clearly we have a bit more activity going on here. Uh, sorry, I'm gonna <laughs> that. and then uh, we have a headline <laughs> from CNN. I was hoping you'd keep going forever, and then we could be like, wow, you know, it's so busy out there, John. You, you're X. really out in the field. I'm assuming it would be annoying if I was yelling the entire article. But yeah, I will say this. Restaurant tests out pizza topped with cicadas. Oh, God. It's from CNN. What? Those aren't olives. Oh, my God. No, they they're what? Not. They're not. <laughs> So, yeah, this is something that I'm going to be trying out here at the Cicada Desk because I have plenty of ingredients to go around. Mm-hmm, An mm-hmm. Ohio restaurant seems to have found a use for the Brood X cicadas pestering parts of the Midwest. The Pizza Bandit in Dayton tested out a spicy Thai cicada pizza. 
Yes. Spicy Thai cicada pizza pie. Pizza pie. Yeah. Um, The spicy Thai cicada pie featured blanched and sautéed locally foraged cicadas and a crust adorned with cicada wings. Uh, Before you get too excited or repulsed, know that the restaurant is not selling cicada top pizzas. Well, that seems to go counterintuitive to the whole argument. Yeah, I thought that they... (laughs) That's so dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Sorry. It was really hard to finish this article before the show started because all these cicadas were crawling over the uh, the newsprint on my desk. Yeah, no, here. that's fine. I understand. And we like to be surprised by these stories. I mean, hey, mm-hmm. like we, we we are reactions to the news. We're it's, not uh, writing these articles. That's right. right. In a Facebook post showing off the new creation, the business noted, we're not even sure if we legally can sell you locally forged cicadas. Um, oh. So I'm going to go ahead and update this and make this a sub uh uh, subsection of our of our of our show today, the cowards of the week. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I know. Isn't like, that in the on. Magna Carta? There's something about legality <laughs> of uh, serving cicadas. I think you're right. Yeah, that's true. Restaurant tests out. So in this, the sense in which they tested it out was that they made one for themselves for Facebook. For Facebook, the restaurant then, did live stream a tasting panel trying out the pizza. Illegal. Also featured miso hoisan sriracha sauce, mozzarella, provolone, mushrooms, cabbage, green onion, mango, cilantro, and a Man. spicy Thai sauce. Wow, that's that a lot sounds of stuff. so good. Yeah, it does actually sound really good. It sounds very <laughs> heavy though. Like when you when you lift up the pie, the slice, you know, it just like slides off. Kind of immediately and slides right off. Might be like a fork, fork and knife style pie. True, true. It must be. Opinions of the pizza range from absolutely delicious to. Well, uh, yeah, the Facebook <laughs> post said. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, cicadas are not toxic. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration has warned people not to eat the insects if they are allergic to seafood. Yeah. These insects share a family relation to shrimp and lobsters, the FDA said. Yeah. Ew. That's interesting because apparently it was illegal for a time to um, force prisoners to eat lobster in... Uh, yeah. In Massachusetts or in Maryland or something? Yeah, because it was considered so gross. It was like, like a force feeding them like the rats or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you could only serve it to them like three times a week or something. So maybe but it now, would be illegal to, to sell prisoners security <laughs> I love it. I love the idea. It's so childish when they're like, we're not even sure if we can legally sell you local foraged cicadas. It's like, <laughs> are you serious? Come on. Like, Clearly imagining on the, the, the like Ohio uh, state cop like trooper coming in yeah. being like spread them and like taking them away <laughs> for like years for selling cicada stuff. Because the Ohio Magna Carta <laughs> is like, yeah. It specifies cicadas. Yeah. It's one of those, yeah, this is like one of those stories that really hi- like hinges on the like old laws still on the books like, mm-hmm. assumption in, in America. Exactly. There's yeah. a 1793 law about <sighs> selling cicadas on bread. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like un- non unleavened bread. Yeah, you're, you're, right. you're unable to uh, sell that uh, legally, <laughs> yeah. and the state the Ohio will... Supreme Court has interpreted this to include flatbreads and pizzas. <laughs> yeah, and and there's an addendum here. Paninis do uh, also uh, yeah. <laughs> fall under that. Um, yeah, this is this is real interesting, I guess, because it, it, it really it's just giving the cicada beat. And I know that the cicada desk, John, I, I know you're like. Uh, You've studied 17 years to be here, but like, uh, sorry, what was that? I can't. There's one (laughs) flu in my ear. (laughs) The cicada news beat is just rocking this summer, obviously because of Brood X, but it's just like churning out so tons of these. This is my media critique now. Media critique corner is just like there's tons of these articles I've just been reading. It's like, can you eat them? And then it's like, (laughs) we yeah we. Sorry, we, one just flew in my mouth. <laughs> and th- th- there's just a lot of that going around. And, and it seems as though, yes, you can eat them. But just like, we're yes, not... you should eat them. Here's we're, my <laughs> point. Who's going to stop I, me? Uh, I, for Ohio one, food. I'm pro eating the cicadas I and other bugs, too. Yeah. I want yeah, bug the pizza. Bugs. Yeah. Devin's a bug man, and he wants... And John's a bug man, and they want... Uh, they want cicadas in their in the mouse. It seems cool to just be like to not care and be like, yeah, I'll eat the bugs. I don't care. 
It's true. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like I, don't I care. feel like I'm not sure, but to me it seems that everyone else on the playground will think I'm cool. Gobbled the, pa- the cicada. <laughs> yeah, gobbled the cicada. That's right. Yeah. Um I yeah, I would definitely eat the cicada. I'm in, I'm into that. Uh we I'm talked not, about it before, but University of Maryland had a uh, cicada cookbook that they yep. released. And do you know what? Mm-hmm. We read that article like months and months ago, and I've seen that cookbook on like all lo- all TV coverage since. Mm-hmm. I was like, listen, Blue Man Group covered that months ago. I know. Yeah, they really, we blew that story up, actually. They're really we knew, following in our wake. Yeah, we knew Brood X was going to hit, and it was going to hit hard. We knew yeah. that. And we, then when it did hit hard, we covered that, too. Exactly. And now we're covering... All the new uses for Brudex and mm-hmm. pe- where people are eating it, they're ingesting it, it's coming out the other end. <laughs> yeah. Um, exactly. And so, like, we're going to follow this all the way to the bottom of the story, to where yes. it all comes out. To where it all lands. comes out. That's right. And this is a big consumption heavy episode. It is. We are, mm-hmm. and it's very, uh, uh, very, you know, animal planet kind of vibes. We're, uh, we're, we're focusing on. Uh, animals and eating mm-hmm. things, and and uh, mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos is an animal. Uh, yes, right. Yeah. So the Food and Drug Administration—they're having a tough time this summer figuring out whether or not you should eat things that are bugs that look like shrimp. But uh, yeah. listen, the whale group, version of the Food and Drug Administration is also trying to figure out if like, yeah. people you should swallow them or not. Yeah. Well, we yeah. we say yes. You should swallow everything. Is what yeah. we're trying to say. Like yeah. whether open it's, that maw up and let it slide <laughs> down your gullet. Whatever yeah, it is. He likes a whale. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's uh, you, you know, fishermen, uh, art. Um, or cicadas, yeah. just eat it. Yeah. Eat it. Packer eat was it a lobster diver, and apparently, you know, lobsters are cicadas, and we had no problem with that. So let's jump into the, uh, let's get into the little, like, cage that they lower you down into the water with, and let's mm-hmm. go guzzle up some cicadas. I love it, John. Well, thank you very much from for that news report from the cicada get- desk, and uh, I think we should jump into our next story here. It's probably my favorite segment. I think it's, you just mm-hmm. already said that your favorite was uh, This Week in History. Every segment is his favorite segment. Is that what the implication is? Yeah, and that's okay. Maybe. Maybe, John. I'm not judging him for that. Maybe. But let's jump into this story. It's our Hero, 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 hero of the Week. Of the week. Of the week. Of the So, uh, as I said, we're going to jump into this story. We got a headline here. Oh, wait a second. Chicago man jumps into Lake Michigan for 365th straight day. So, again, we're in the water. We're under the water. Let's hope this man who keeps jumping into the lake hasn't lost something. Maybe, maybe there's, maybe he lost like a watch or something. He's trying to get it, and it's very important to him. Uh, maybe you know there's uh, well, there's no whales in the uh, Great Lakes. That's uh, that's nearly impossible. Um, but this but, guy is a this guy's a hero of the week, right? Yes, and this is hero. why he's he's the hero, in my opinion. Dan O'Connor said he started jumping into the lake at Montrose Harbor on the city's north side last year to relieve stress. It was during the pandemic. It was during the protest. It was during an election year. So it was somewhere where I could come down here and block all that noise out and kind of be totally present with me in the lake and find some moments of zen, said the father of three. Hell yeah. So this is the perfect ending for our episode. This is the the Mm -hmm. emotional attitude we try to cultivate here at Blumen Group. Yes. We block it all out, and we uh, we t- we try to be totally present um, in, in a, the in yeah. the studio. We just moment of zen. moments of zen. We let yeah. it float, you know. Let the currents sweep past us. Mm. Mm. What's that? Is that a lobster? Is that a whale? I don't care. It's cicada. But here, his heroism continues. He continued jumping into the lake through the fall before the hard part hacking a hole in the ice on the frozen lake that was big enough for him to jump through during the winter. He said when he got home after one such jump, he found about 20 scrapes and cuts on his body. Wow. He's so zen that he doesn't care. Yeah. And he counted them. I like that. I like you <laughs> counting my scrapes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it goes on. He was encouraged by the response he got for his undertaking. Uh, people started asking me what this was benefiting and how they could support. And I stopped them right there. Nothing. Yeah. And when it's I say just people. Just me. <laughs> I'm talking strangers online, you know. When I started posting the videos on Twitter and Instagram, I got more wind in my sails there. 
because people started commenting like this makes my day it's nice to see this is he, he a said. boat is he a, he had winds in his sails he's a he ladies and gentlemen this man's a boat this man's yeah, a sailboat that's why he's been jumping in the water every day <laughs> um saturday was special because it was the culmination of doing it for a full year i just wanted to celebrate just that drive to dive for 365 O'Connor oh said. yes yes so o'connor he's, he's starting a movement i feel like this is I I always feel like we need a new religion, you know. We need something totally. that can bring everybody Correct. together in this uh, troubled time. And I yeah. feel like, um, uh, you know, Dan O'Connor is kind of he's 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 an experimentalist of of what could be a new spirituality for all of us. Yeah. Totally. Um, if you look in the article, there's a, a nice little photo gallery of the big 365 jump, and uh, I gotta say, it looks like it was a lot of fun. He's jumping off of an A-frame ladder. People have put pictures of him jumping on, like, printed out paper. Someone's playing the guitar. He's running. He's running under people's hands. He's doing like the like the little bridge thing you do, where two people stand on either side and you run underneath. Everyone's swimming together. They're hanging out. It's like a whole party. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, this guy's cool as hell. If you look at these pictures, he's like got a cool mustache that he's like trimming or something. He's wearing Motorhead shorts. Yeah, he's got Motorhead shorts. He's got a Chicago flag shirt. Uh, mm-hmm. He's he's doing the can opener as as this type of dive. As <laughs> he's tucking yeah. his his t shirt into his belted shorts. Yeah, which the can opener is one of the best uh, ways to uh, uh, jump in. Actually, we have some audio here. We have a, a quick clip. I don't know if you w- what there is to hear, but maybe there's something. Let's give it a play. It's on top of the ladder. Yep, he's on. Big crowd cheering. And there he goes. Jumps. Oh, wow. Into the Just water. Dove nice. right in. And he came back up. That's great. Just looking to relieve stress. Uh, looks like he's done it, folks. Yeah. Um, 365. to me at all. No. This is, yeah, this is a sign of a very uh, uh, chilled out man. And by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm unsure if this is uh, true, but John, you mentioned a man playing guitar. I believe that's jeff tweedy from uh there the is. band wilco uh you heard it wow. here first folks he's not credited in the article but we do have confirmation from two sources that that is jeff tweedy he has converted yeah. to dan o'connor's new religion the yeah. drive to dive 365 cult yeah we love that and uh dan we, we cult you're on our side uh stay stay buoyant young man he's an Wait, older guy do you think he's gonna do it tomorrow no, he quit. Um, <laughs> he's done doing that shit, John. <laughs> he's had enough. Um, I think he's going to keep going. I think uh, I don't think this is this is a one year project for for Mr. O'Connor. No, um, I, I agree. he's reached I, a Zen state. How can you move back from that? I agree, and it sort of I, bothers yeah. me to think of him like not diving into Lake Michigan anymore. It's sort of like yeah. Whenever I heard like when I learned about like different religions in uh, school, and mm-hmm. you find out about Buddhism, and then it's like, well, the Buddha achieves enlightenment. And then he lived for however long afterwards. Mm-hmm. You're like, what do you yeah. mean? They're like, well, he just walked around, just completely like perfected and in his blissed end state. out. Yeah. So it's like Dan O'Connor, you can't just like walk around after achieving samsara or whatever. Yeah. Well, no, no. I think he he can, uh, and he will. He'll be moving aimlessly around Chicago um, for you know a few decades to come, dispensing blessing wisdom. people. Yeah. There'll be a crowd that follows him around. They camp out at various parks, and mm-hmm. they all jump in the water every morning together. That's great. Um, yeah. I love it. Thank you so much, Dan O'Connor, Chicago bus driver looking for a way to relieve stress. Uh, you are, are, not our, uh, the Blue Man Group Hero, hero of the hero Week. Of the week. All right, everybody, now, as we do, we're going to end this beautiful episode that we've done today, and I've enjoyed talking with you, my my uh, good friends, good listeners, and spending this time with uh, Devin and John, and I'm not talking about King John, I'm talking about John Bedrin and Devin Welsh, my co-hosts. Now, I've got the uh, dashboard up here. All right, we're doing okay. Uh, actually, we're not doing okay. Uh, <laughs> and is it... Wait... Uh, the segment is called. Oh, I'm I, I'm so sorry. This segment is my favorite. Is it your favorite? Yeah. It is called last week's numbers. So yes, I have the dashboard up here, and it's not looking good. 
um, I think we have the lowest amount of listens we've ever had. Um, yeah. Uh huh. Fifty nine first week listens. Mm, not good. Uh, we're falling, folks. We're falling. Um, Our fourteen day average is down fourteen uh, percent. Are you okay with that? That we're falling. Me? No. No, you listener. Are yeah. You are okay? you? Do you feel comfortable with this? Yeah, yeah the people are this? tuning out, even though we're probably making funnier and funnier episodes. We've only week. gotten smarter, stronger, sharper, more interesting stories. Yeah, our 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 eye for this is like so we, sharpened that. Do you it, any goddamn desks we had to buy <laughs> for the culture desk and the cicada desk and the yeah. fucking the fish in the hole? Yeah, the Amelia Earhart beat. Yeah, we're 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 all over the the world here, and we should be collecting the, Pulitzers at this point, or Peabodys. Like we should be like making the rounds. I don't understand yeah. what's going on here. I'll take both. I'll take the uh, MacArthur Genius Grant too while you're at it. But well, um, I, I think the media industry, you know, it's obviously going through a lot of changes, and um, you know, it's on hard times. And you know, I think that that's probably the explanation for what's going on here. Well, I'll go um, one step further. I think what's happening is that they sense the the shifting. Uh, the shifting media landscape is coming and they see the Blumen group as a direct threat onto yes. them mm-hmm. as purveyors of truth and, yep. and you know worldview and we're you know this little cocky upstart you know mm-hmm. we we you know we get our feet cut up we're not afraid to do the dirty work and yeah. uh, they they're suppressing us actively yeah midwest living you know we're not in the uh, epicenters of media you know we're not in new york city dc or la or san mm-hmm. francisco or mm-hmm. one of these large cities listen we're yeah. public school educated too. Okay, so yeah, right. all of our facts don't, may not be correct. That's right, and that's yeah. What, we don't really know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, we um, have no authority at all. We've never right. been given any sort of authority by, uh, you know, birth or otherwise. Mm-hmm. So or um, the Magna Carta. Yeah, but uh, don't you want to root for the underdog? Don't you? Doesn't that doesn't that light a fire in your heart to 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 know that you're you're fighting for uh, for the little guy? Yeah. And hey, we're on your side. Yeah. These other, yeah. These other folks, they don't care about you. Oh, they yeah, do we're, not. Yeah, we're care. just like you. We're They're not like, like you at all, but we're exactly like you. We yeah. are you. I yeah. am me. <laughs> and you are so, you. Yeah, listen to yourself. Listen to your heart. Listen to Blue Men. Yeah. Um, Maybe I should post about it. Maybe that maybe would. We should post. Maybe that would help. Maybe, maybe I should. Maybe any of us should post. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe I should do something about this. Uh, okay, we're gonna post this episode, and then we're gonna see what a difference posting makes. We're gonna actually we try to promote this one. We will hard, hard. And so will you. Okay. Exactly. So you post about it on your Please social media. Post share. about it on your Facebook. Share it with your family. Share it with your friends. We're going to do the same. We're all going to work together, and then we're going to see what we come up with next week. All right. Let's do it. Thank you very much, listeners, for listening. We love you. I love you. Devin loves you. John loves you. Be well. Stay away from cicadas. And see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.